This is loudspeaker. This show features scenes that may not be appropriate for all audiences. A full list of content warnings is available in the show notes. Remember that nothing is what it seems when you're tuned into the weird. It's a proven fact that certain radio signals can travel hundreds of miles further at night. This is called skywave propagation, a phenomenon caused by reflection from the ionosphere. Frequencies are set free, flung invisible across the quiet black span of the night sky. And if you're out there with your radio, and you're listening... You can hear things you'd never be able to during the day. But there's always a danger in going looking or listening for the unknown, for something that wasn't meant to be heard that might not want to be, something living at the margins of the crackling static of the airwaves that, while you're listening to it, is listening back to you. While it may not be a fact in the same way that skywave propagation is, it's not any less true what they say about traveling to edges of what we know in this world. Here there be monsters. I'm recording. Okay, I'm recording audition. in audacity. Audacity. The audacity. The audacity. Audacity. Spice. Spice. I I love how he's not in character at that point. He's just Tim Curry reading that line. It's so perfect. It's I so mean, good. he's just Tim Curry in every role, really. Mm. I don't know. I was reading the Garfield movies. (laughs) Yeah, where they let Tim Curry play normal. (laughs) I was reading this very good article about how apparently he's like a really big Scooby Doo fan, and they approached him about doing some Scooby Doo thing, and he didn't want to do it because Scrappy Doo was going to be a character in it. Apparently, he fucking hates Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Fuck that dog! Fuck that dog! I'm Tim Curry. Fuck I'm not gonna work with that fucking dog. Specifically, I'm not gonna work with that I dog. He wants me to be on the Scooby Doo. Excellent. Let me read the script. <laughs> what the fuck is this? How dare you make me look at Scrappy Doo with my eyes? With my human <laughs> eyes. I have to go Tim to the Curry one eyes. place. They're not human not, eyes. Not tainted by Scrappy Doo. Surprise! <laughs> and welcome to episode two of the weird. Uh, I am your the host and the director, Charles Joseph Kelly. You guys are gonna do this fucking again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a co-host, and and not the director. Or do I do we say the character? I don't remember. I think I we're gonna do yet. it at the beginning of each episode. So okay. each section of episodes will reaffirm this is who we are. All right, I'm a co-host and I play Ash Delaney. I'm Megan Danger, and I'm not Tim Curry either. But I could be if you wanted me to. I could be your Tim Curry, baby. <laughs> I, could, I could be Tim I, Curry, baby. Curry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I could be your Tim Curry, baby. <laughs> I could wash away the pain. 
Hi, I'm Scotty Moore. I play Hal Bishop. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really good, though. It was. Now, we have to remind ourselves, this is also a horror podcast. So let me introduce some sound effects at this exact moment to make to set the mood. And that was just a bunch of, like, squeaky wheels and shit. Ooh, spooky. Um, so, uh, we did a little bit of talking, and we updated uh, real quick. I just want to say, we updated how leveling works. Um, that's going to be in the first version of the game. It's different. It's interesting. It's unique. Uh, basically, the group level levels up together. They get experience points, and they get to use that kind of, like, as a currency. So that's kind of cool. We'll discuss more about that on Patreon. I, I screwed up a lot of dice rolls in ep or episode one, so I got a lot of experience points. Right. How many experience points do you guys have right now? I have one. I have three. You didn't really mess up any rolls. You rolled pretty consistently well. If, you, if you're joining us in episode two because you're weird and don't want to start in episode one... Uh, Ash got arrested, got trapped in a cave, and almost <laughs> shot with a gun. I got drunk at a pizza bar and got a hot goth girlfriend. We're off to a, a rip-roaring start. So um, with each of these episodes, there's a little bit of time in between, and, uh, and y'all have gone on some missions uh, since then. I, I really want to know, like, what are some cases that you have gone on in the in-between here? I feel like mm. this is Delaney's territory to talk about, because to Hal Bishop, it's we went to a city where they told me weird things were happening. I still don't believe them. Right. So I feel like yours is like there's like living hot dogs or some bullshit, like hot dogs that came to life and you only saw yeah. a hot dog. And then when I turned away, the hot dog went, hello, my baby, hello, my, honey, hello, my ragtime gal. Then I turn back around, the hot dog falls down flat. <laughs> it was just doing a thing, I swear. <laughs> Do we think episode plus happened in this mm, meantime? Episode plus happens after episode two, I think. Okay. Um, the we investigated the howling waller beast of Bog Valley, <laughs> which is a thing that what? I put in the one of the pre-launch trailers that we. Ooh, I like recorded. that. Um, what what is what is that? The howling uh, beast. The howling waller beast of Bog Valley. I'm I'm gonna leave that to the listeners' imaginations. I just have two very important details, which. You know, Scotty, you can you can flesh out if you want. Um, it's venom sacks are paralytic, but it's a wonderful kisser. Uh, <laughs> and for me, I think I think Hal left that case thinking it was just a small feral cat. <laughs> What's the it. name of it again? So it was just like a big yelly boy. Is that what it was? It's, it's the howling waller beast of Bog Valley. You have access to this document. <laughs> I do. I do actually have access to this. Um uh how is it just a screaming dude in the woods <laughs> it's got it's paralytic it's man. got paralytic venom sacks <laughs> is it is it, a, a is it a guy who yells in the wood who has like <laughs> some drugs <laughs> it's a crazed nude man covered in oil that delaney thought was poison <laughs> i love it it did it, it did give it. you a big old kiss though <laughs> i love this and I immediately had to call Maggie and be like, hey, I did kiss a naked oiled up man in the woods. I didn't want it. And I just I felt it would be important in our relationship to let you know what happened. Do do you and Maggie talk um, like daily, oh, yeah. daily, like over the phone? Is that kind of what's going on is. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're, like, daily talkers, but it's at least three times a week that I will call down and chat with Maggie. It, it's not regular, but it's it's about, like, once or twice a week. How many, like, weeks would you say has gone by since our adventure down in Carrion Hill? At least a few. I would say, like, you're probably doing, like, a mission a week, basically. So it's been a few weeks since then. Okay, I don't... I don't think I've gone to visit then. I was trying right. to figure out, like, I think I'd try to visit, like, once a month. Right. 
I'm looking up when was texting invented, <laughs> which I think. <laughs> okay, so there is text messaging. So that there's another form of communication too with you guys. I think that like she texts you maybe like once a day just to like say, "Hey, think about you." Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's me, Maggie. So this is my voice now. What's up? Um, <laughs> but I also try my best not to call while on a mission because like I don't want Maggie to un like get the full scope of what I do for the government. <laughs> right. Makes that that makes total sense. Hey, I'm I'm working mm. with a with a person who believes there's some weird shit going on. It's probably just bullshit. I mean, this is also someone who had dinosaurs in their town, which you you also don't believe. So that's a weird dichotomy for your relationship. Whatever whatever my love believes happens is okay. It's okay that whatever she believes, what she believes, I believe what I believe. But okay. if Delaney believes it, I am immediately furious. <laughs> okay, so you are in between missions at this point, and the two of you are hanging out in uh, Agent Delaney's office, uh, just kind of waiting for something. Uh, what are the two of you doing current? Like, what do you do in between missions? I'm guessing Delaney is researching the next thing on like consistently. Uh, what does what does Bishop do? Struggle with paperwork. I'm just struggling with trying to come up with like what I have to write out, our expense reports. I'm handling the business side of things that I will say, and I I think Ash may agree with me. They have not done in years, so I'm having to go through and just like fix. I'm the archivist at this point, and I'm having to go through and fix a bunch of old archives of what's happened. What is what is Delaney doing? Delaney has like three. I would say maybe three different books open on their desk that they were kind of just flipping through at one point in a couple different folders and like dossiers and whatnot. And two different, and two mugs, two discrete mugs of coffee, but uh, the combination of caffeine and perpetual state of sleep deprivation that just sort of is their regular life has kind of kicked in. And now mm -hmm. they're, they, they've like stopped reading and like we established in the first episode that there's all kinds of trinkets and, and detritus and I guess souvenirs of various past missions that... I guess that maybe that they didn't pass on to, uh, I guess their superiors or like the the lab or whichever, or maybe that they kept extra of and is just now office decoration. Uh, and they're just futzing with one of them, which is the one that it was on my character sheet, which is their special little Mothman feather. And whenever Bishop looks at it, um, <laughs> Maybe you don't want to notice it, or you're trying really hard not to notice that it does this, but uh, it does ever so slightly glow every now and again while I'm kind of twirling it around. I mean, it's the 90s. Everything glows. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, does has Bishop seen it glow? Yeah, and so I'm immediately like, oh, okay. That's probably some toy from McDonald's that's like a special glow-in-the-dark feather. That's some fucking merch from the Beauty and the Beast cartoon movie. Like, that's some <laughs> shit right there. Um, so you hear a knock on the door, just like a, a quick three little taps, and Rudy, the assistant, uh, kind of walks in. The George Costanza-looking motherfucker peeks his head in the door, and he says, um, um, Agent Delaney, um... The director wants to speak to you real quick, if you don't mind, uh, about some some things. Just kind of you and the director. Is it about is it about the expense reports? Because that's that's Hal's fault. He's been expensing. I I mean I don't know what he's been watching at the hotel. If he's been bringing like I don't know. He's been watching special movies or videos or whatever. I just know you know. I, I was I was. Uh, charging a lot less money when it was just me. I don't know what special things he's been putting on the expense reports, but it's not my fault. 
I don't think it's about I don't think it's about the porn. I think the the director just wants to talk to you. <laughs> Uh, about some things, things and stuff, if you don't mind. Uh, just you, just you and the director, if you don't mind. Okie doke. Duty calls. And Ash walks off towards the director's office, which there is a little sign that reads out in the front, the associate director for response and recovery. Uh, they open the door and close it behind them. And, uh, Rudy is still in the room. Rudy says, so, uh, how are you liking the new job? You having fun? You, en- you enjoying hanging out with uh, with Ash? I just look up at him and I say, you are now aware of your tongue. And then I go back to work because all, all, my, new, my new special favorite thing to do is fuck with Rudy. Like over the past few weeks, I've just been like, you are not, your breathing is now uh, not automatic. Whatever. I'm just every time Rudy comes in, fuck. I say something different to fuck with him. And Rudy, Rudy is like 100% sticking out his tongue, like trying to look at it. So he's like, <laughs> what the? Fuck? Okay. Oh. <sighs> this is really kind of fucking. Jesus Christ! Now, now, like every single time I like talk, I think about where my tongue goes, like with all yeah. the diction. Yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it, Rude? Oh fuck! That's the most fucked up thing that I've seen here at the Department of Transportation. <laughs> it's my goddamn tongue. All right, well, you have a good one, Rudy. It's been fun. <laughs> fuck! I'm doing it again. God damn it! This has been this has been fun. This this has been something. And Rudy leaves the room <laughs> and uh, walks up the hall. And as he walks off the, out of the hall, Ash uh, makes their way outside of the director's office and back into the room. And Ash has been given some information. And I'm going to pass this off to you here. Hal, why is Rudy grabbing his tongue in the hallway? Oh, don't worry about it. He'll be fine you say so? So, fun, fun news. There has apparently been a human combustion incident right here in town. Isn't that exciting? I, well, I've read about spontaneous combustion in the past, but it has always been just a myth. You are aware of that, right? You know, every time I I hope that your response will maybe be a little bit different and... So far, every time I've been disappointed, but hope springs eternal. Anyway, we are going to go in and try to uh, take care of it and see what we can find before the FBI gets their dirty little hands on it. So, let's go. All right. Fine. And I close my, not laptop, I close whatever I was working on, and I I get up and jaunt out the door to our two-door Ford Fiesta. Do you, uh, so just a little bit of, like, world-building stuff. Do you park it in the DOT garage so you have to, like, talk to talk to the individuals at the place to, like, get it out of lockup every single time? Or is it something that you just have access to at all times now? I think I have access to it at all times. I think the only person at the DOT that I ever want to communicate with is Rudy, and it's just to torture him slowly with different mental things. <laughs> in, in fact, as we're leaving, I hope I just kind of pass by Rudy, and I just look at him and I go, uh, R- Rudy, Rudy, I-, I need your help, actually. I'm, I'm sorry about what I said earlier. Yeah, uh, sorry. Rotten, Rudy, don't don't engage with him. Rudy, run. Um, uh, well, well I, I've been thinking about my tongue for the last 20 minutes. Uh, all right, what do you got? What do you Rudy, got for Rudy, me? Rudy, I would walk, I would walk away, friend. <laughs> it's okay. Rudy, we're going to be out of the office for a few, but while we're gone, I just need you to imagine a new color. All right, let's go. <laughs> and he just freezes. <laughs> Just like frozen, <laughs> trying to like think of this new color, and at first, like like something like a weird purple comes to mind, like a beyond purple, and then like a cyan that he's never seen before, and that's not, 
anything, but then he just gets frozen nope, up nope, by that. No, Rudy, those easily. are real. Those are real <laughs> colors, Rudy. I need a brand new one on my desk by the end of the day. And then you two uh, start driving, and um, we discussed this a little bit in the previous episode. But the sounds of Rudy shrieking <laughs> coming from the office behind us. You're a monster. <laughs> so. <laughs> So with these, with this game, one of the, the, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, I'll mention it one more time. Um, in the game, there are two moments for like character driven scenes um, in each uh, episode that you do. Um, this is one of those scenes. And I feel like having a conversation about why you're fucking around with Rudy is probably like a good conversation for you guys to have, but it has to be just something that is not necessarily uh, about what's happening in the world just between characters cut to inside the car and you just see <laughs> bishop just chuckling to himself uh, look um i'm as much a fan of good office japery as anyone else but you're really focusing in on poor rudy there huh well he's our assistant is he not the assistant to the department of the weird I have no idea. <laughs> He's kind of just the assistant for the department uh, in general, not just the weird, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure what Rudy does, honestly. I'm I'm not 100% sure what anyone at the greater department of transportation does, but uh yeah, I don't I I don't talk around to most people much, but I've noticed that you you don't either apart from when you are bullying Rudy. Well, I just figured if he's going to work with the Department of the Weird, he better be prepared for some weird stuff. And clearly, if he can't even imagine a new color, he may not be cut out for this. That's all I'm saying. Was uh, was that a big thing over at uh, CIA training? Regular hazing? How often were they making you imagine new colors, Hal? Well, the CIA is not weird, so I didn't have to imagine new colors, but yes, there was hazing. There was the dumping of ices on my... I don't know what hazing is. Hold on. That was out of character. I don't you don't know, know what hazing CIA. is? Well, I don't want to be like, yeah, they shot me with guns. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of a, a hazing. But yeah, they would do things like that. They would wake you up in the middle of the night, train guns on you, make sure you were prepared for any type of kidnapping situation. Uh, they would even shoot you with guns. They would have placed a Kevlar vest on you in the middle of the night to ensure that the bullet wouldn't have impacted you. But they just were, they tested your nerves. And that's what I'm doing with dear Rudy back there is I'm testing the boy's nerves. All right, I'll be sure to warn Rudy you're going to use him for target practice soon, then. I'm not going to shoot him with a gun. That's not weird. I would shoot him with, like, a water gun filled with squid acid or something. I don't know. That is pretty weird. That That's fairly weird, I'll give you that, you know? I'd appreciate it if you showed that kind of dedication to, you know, the job. As opposed to it's... harassing your co-workers. Well, it wouldn't be fun to harass this man who's apparently exploded, but Rudy's perfectly fine. I think he's got it in him. Um, as, you're, as you're finishing up this conversation, uh, uh, Delaney turns up the radio a little bit, and uh, Cheyenne Madej is kind of blasting Kershaw the vibe as uh, you drive off towards the apartment. everyone this is your director charles kelly jumping into the middle here just to check in to see how you're doing have you been eating healthy drinking enough water i worry about you 
Also, welcome to chapter one of episode two. This episode will be four chapters long, so a little bit shorter than our first episode, but I promise you, it is worth it. We are a comedy slash horror podcast, and this episode definitely leans into both of those categories, especially the horror. So if this is your first time checking out the show, welcome! The show airs every other Tuesday night on first on Loudspeaker, our network, and is released the next day on your podcast app of choice. We do listening parties in our Discord, which is filled with a great group of people, so make sure to join the Discord and join the fun. Links to our Discord are in the show notes, as well as links to all of our social media. A few quick thank yous before we get back to the show. Number one, thank you so much to Lee Shackelford, who voices the narrator at the beginning of each episode. He does an incredible job. Holy shit, the beginning of this episode was awesome. I am so glad that he is part of the team. Number two, thank you so much to Nancy Dreckman for voicing Cheyenne Day, the DJ of The Vibe, our sister show that airs on opposite weeks of our show. She brings something special to the show, and you should definitely check her out. Her other show, Mom Friends... Also, Nancy, just a quick reminder, please make more episodes of Mom Friends. Uh, please, for, for me, for me, your number one fan, Nancy, I need more Mom Friends. Please give me more Mom Friends, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you to Loudspeaker, our supportive dad who helps make this thing happen. Loudspeaker is a hybrid radio station and podcasting network that focuses on creating shows that are run by members of underserved communities. The Vibe airs there. My other show, Mixtape Number 9, airs there. There's a ton of really great stuff for you to check out. Because it's a radio station, we have a lot more flexibility when it comes to the music we use on this show. So the version that airs on Loudspeaker <laughs> and our Patreon is uh, scored a bit differently. We won't spoil things. Thank you so much to our patrons who make this show possible. Funding uh, from our patrons has gone to upgrading our equipment and pays for us to have the sound effect and music libraries that give this show that extra oomph. This show wouldn't be at the level of quality it already is without their support. If you join our Patreon, uh, not only do you get the warm and fuzzy feeling of knowing that you are helping make this show happen, you are also getting an ad-free experience a full-on bonus episode arc, which is about four hours of additional content. Access to the game that we're playing. We're building this out not as a pod, not only as a podcast, but as a game as well. Uh, Behind-the-scenes content and a bunch of other super-secret stuff, which is really, really exciting. I may have spoiled that earlier in the episode, <laughs> or <laughs> earlier in this middle bit. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. And also, thank you for what you're going to be doing next. <laughs> uh, if you like this show and want to help us out, take out your phone right now. All right. You've got you've got your phone in your hand. You're looking at it. You're listening to this podcast. I want you to open up your chat. Go to your friend's uh, group chat and say, hey, y'all, do not sleep on this podcast. The weird. It's freaking great. And then hit the send button. Did you hit the send button? Okay, we're good. Okay. Word of mouth right now is the only thing helping the show grow at the moment because I monkey pod the fuck out of our podcast name. The Weird is a great name, but terrible for SEO purposes. So we are struggling to have people find our show. So that's something that we're dealing with and we're, we're making it work. Okay, anyways, thanks again for listening to the show. Let's get back to it. I appreciate you. I just wish there was a way I could listen to the vibe every other week. I just wish there was a way every I could share the vibe with everybody. It's that fantastic show, The Vibe.
<laughs> Where yeah. it plays that fantastic anachronistic music I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that it airs Tuesday nights on, on loudspeaker.fm. <laughs> <laughs> on opposite weeks of our podcast, the weird. It's so weird that that happened. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. We cut back to the two of you driving up towards the apartment. You can already see a few police officers standing outside, uh, doling out that emergency tape around in kind of weird places, too. Like, one of them is, like, attached to a tree and a fence post. One of them, you know, you get the door a little bit. Um, one of them is, like, attached, I was going to say goofy shit like a dog and, like, a window or some shit, but that's, that's a bit too much. That's a bit too weird. Yeah. Is, is Leslie Nielsen in charge of this police investigation? <laughs> yes. The wash, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do is trying to make the, the police comically terrible uh, <laughs> is, my, is my goal here. The opposite of copaganda. Uh, make them pointless. <laughs> The weird says ACAD. All cops are dumbasses. (laughs) (laughs) And so the two of you walk up. There is kind of a bouncer police officer. I think it would be the best way to put it, but there is a... (laughs) 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 Basically. You're not on the list. Go back. I don't know what Delaney does, but I do feel like I immediately walk up to whoever's in charge and just stare at him like, I'm sorry, but isn't the point of a crime scene to try to, you know, lessen the impact for the normal people of the world so that way they don't try to come here and interfere with this? And it seems like you're really just popping this out everywhere. You are really making sure, like, we saw it from the interstate that everyone knows that a crime happened here. Delaney has picked up a habit uh, as Hal has become their partner because of, of Hal's habit of doing this kind of thing, which is while you go in and you do that and you immediately start talking to people and being a pain in the ass... Delaney just walks under the caution tape and just kind of strides <laughs> in. <laughs> Hal's really convenient for this kind of thing. So, okay, Delaney does that and just walks right under the caution tape. And the the police officer on the outside is, like, kind of taken aback as this happens. And kind of is like, you, um, you, you can't, you can't go, you can't go in there. So, They're sorry. with me. Yeah, yes, I can. I'm with the. I'm with the government. It's. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm already in. Talk to my very tall friend there, the the gangly one with the ponytail. Um, with the with the government issue ponytail, the the one the <laughs> one who looks like he's in currently invading another country's airspace. He has all the necessary documents. If you need me, I'll be inside. Thank you. Bye. Would you like me to roll for that? <laughs> no, that was too fucking good. I, I don't think that you guys necessarily need to roll here. Because we have a badge. Right. Like, it's you, pretty simple. We need, to, we need to discuss this, too. Does the Department of Transportation have jurisdiction here? I don't think they do. Uh, no, I would say probably not. <laughs> okay. I also don't think our badge says Department of Transportation. It says Department of Weird. Right. That's even less. (laughs) Well, no, because someone had to have contacted the director. So someone had to have contacted the government. I don't think the director was just reading the newspaper and was like, oh, shit, let's get in on this. So obviously someone called for us to be here. (laughs) Right. I think that you, you both have like like government issued badges but you still don't necessarily have jurisdiction in these kind of situations i don't think we have jurisdiction anywhere anywhere (laughs) anywhere right i think that that's the the bit but i don't want to like make it so that you guys have to like if it starts getting to be too much where we're doing this every single time and rolling here every single time that we have a mystery that starts in an apartment 
Now, hold on. There's a little trick. I and This will make sense. I used to work at Disney World, and I still have that ID badge, so whenever I go to Disney World, I can flash it, and they give me free parking. I could still have my badge from the CIA, so I could just be lying everywhere I go, but it could get us in. Uh, yes. That's <laughs> how we do it. That This that. is how we do it. <laughs> That's your badge. It's been it's been decided. How was I doing this before Hal? You just walk in. Poor you me. just walk into places and then doing stuff. Yeah. And just seeing what what happened, just rolling the dice metaphorically. Right. Getting speaking. arrested. <laughs> getting arrested on a regular basis, you know. Uh, yeah, that... that sounds like Ash's life. Sergeant, who is this small capybara shaped human being who has stumbled up here and attempted to solve this crime? I don't know, but I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, so I want you to say what you say to this officer, Bishop, and then I want you to roll. Hey, Dickwad. No. no. <laughs> I think I, I think it's basically what I said earlier, which is we apparently this is enough to get the government involved, which means we don't want other people involved. And right now you're not putting up caution. Do not enter tape. You're putting up. Hey, everybody. Big crime happened here. Come show up and check it out. Tape. Um, And now roll. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I had. I thought. I thought screaming at a at a police officer would have always ended with something great. Right. And this is fast. That always ends awesome. What is fast talk? Con. Plus? Con. And that's what we're yeah. good at. Right? We kick ass at con. Well, then that's an eleven. <laughs> that is an eleven. Dope. Did you? And then you did your plus with the badge, right? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Plus badge as well. So that's got to be almost like. Perfect. I think that's a twelve. Yeah, that's a 12, baby. Nice. Congratulations. Flashing my Disney World employee badge. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> as you flash your CIA badge and just say, hey, you know, we're with the government. We're here to check out this crime, see what everything's going on. The uh, officer lifts up the tape, lets you underneath. And as you walk in, you see what Agent Delaney has already seen. You see that there is one focal point towards the living room where there is something that seems like a bomb has gone off in the center of the room. And bits of human flesh have scattered across okay. the apartment, landing on the TV set, landing in a coffee mug that's, you know, okay. on the- Okay, no, I think we get it. No, you don't have to keep going with this. <laughs> Like splattering <laughs> on like one of those like uh, what's the famous photographer from the nineties? Is it is Ansel Adams? Does that sound right? Ansel Adams is the one who takes like black and white uh, nature pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an Ansel Adams photography picture on the wall that has like a, a human flesh on it now too, which just sets the scene for that piece of artwork. And um, there is a detective piecing together some some evidence looking around in the room and yeah let's let's start from there i have a bizarre question mm -hmm. did the impact from the explosion do enough to cauterize these pieces of flesh to where there's not blood because bishop just hates blood it doesn't it, bishop says nothing about human flesh that's oddly specific <laughs> So it's the smell. It's that irony smell. Interesting. Um, you can. I think we should do some some investigating here. Uh, what am I rolling? Research um, or investigate? We're gonna do. I think investigate. Let me double check here. Investigate or assess. I think would be the right options here. Okay. Then I have rolled a eight. So I, I get one question either way, whichever way I go. Right. So I think in this case is um, we should do assess. I think assess is probably the better option. Okay. This is a, because I'm worried about the blood. What potential complications do I need to be wary of? 
specifically in relation to me just ralphing it on the carpet of this crime scene. Really useful. You notice that there is seemingly a lack of blood in this space. You you notice that you are you are in fact kind of right there where the the blood seems to have traveled with the the meat itself. There's a little bit of like streams of blood here and there, just like a a juicy piece of meat from like the butcher or something like that, which will have a little bit of blood, but nothing like crazy amounts of blood that you would expect in the human body. Yeah, and I feel like the ash and the burning smell is probably overpowering any iron blood. Right. And as you walk across this apartment, and this is the complication that you must be wary of, you, uh, you Bishop, notice one very specific thing, and is that there is, um, inside this apartment, inside the living room, there is this wall that separates the living room from the hallway that goes uh, down the hall um, to kind of separate the space a little bit. And where this person had exploded, none of that uh, body shrapnel uh, should have gotten into that hallway. Except that you have noticed that there is a significant amount of human flesh inside of that hallway, which seems to suggest that the pieces of body wrapped around the wall and went down the hallway. Now, can I come up with my in-universe reason for why I discover this, which is I walk in the apartment, I see the blood, I, I see the guts, and I just go, uh, uh, and I look at the hallway, and I'm like, oh, good, nothing should have gotten in the hallway, and then I rush over to try to stand in it and just go, no! God! It's <laughs> everywhere! Jesus Christ! <laughs> so now Hal, Hal is retching in the hallway while Delaney does whatever. Very professional, Hal. That's that's great. Oh, you, 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 lasted, you lasted much longer this time. I think a whole 30 seconds. Very proud of you. The detective from the police looks over at you, Delaney, and says, Is your, uh, is your friend okay? Yeah, he, he's fine. He's fantastic. This is this is normal for him. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I'm Detective Sanders of the uh, D.C. Police Department here. Um, and you are? Um, I'm Agent... I'm Agent Moxie Folder, and that's my partner. Skana Dully, and... We're with the government. I want you to roll for this. This is a lie. This is 100% a lie. You can use our real names. Why are you doing this? Because it bothers you specifically. Roll for... Roll for fast talk. That's a 10 plus 2 is a 12. Holy shit. Jesus. Oh, I love it when I get it on the bullshit ones that don't matter. Let's see. Uh, Detective Sanders. I need to write these names down real quick. Uh, what was the names? Uh, Moxie, Moxie Folder. Moxie Folder. Yep. And Skana Skana. Yep. Skana. 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 Skana Skana Dully. Skana. <laughs> Have fun with that one, Scotty. Hello, Sk Hi there. My name's Skana. I don't think we're going to be in this apartment that long. <laughs> right. And the detective uh, reaches out his hand. I'm guessing you shake the hand. It says, nice to meet yes. you, uh, Detective Folder. Or Agent Folder. I apologize. We uh, we stumbled upon this apartment. Uh, the neighbors in the area heard what sounded like gunshots going off. But it sounded a lot lar larger than a gunshot. In this... What, uh, one? They, wait, mo multiple? Not just the one? Singular, singular. I apologize. There was just sing singular gunshot sound uh, going off like the sound of a nice pop. But uh, when we came into the space, uh, the, the body has, as you see, exploded into a million pieces. Um, there are no signs of explosive devices uh, used within this house. And that is kind of the... The situation as we are privy to right now. Heck, heck of a detective job there. Good, good detectiving, said thank Detective you, thank you. Sanderson. Uh, so, do you want to do some some research here? Yeah, um, well, I'm gonna go to where I guess the flashpoint seems to be. Okay. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll shrewd. So I have a, a plus one on that, and then I also have an extra move where my, my life experience, my my many years of looking at, at weird shit gives me a what does it say exactly? A plus one to any shrewd rolls against the weird. And I would say a person exploding probably counts. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> that's a seven, but uh, plus one would be an eight, plus my other one with my move makes it a nine. Ooh. Ooh, Scotty, do you want to help in some way here? Yeah, you really want to get me to a ten, man, because with my nine, I get an answer to one question, but... Charles gets to mess with me in one way, so you really want to bump me to a tent. <laughs> Could me just screaming, how did it get all the way out here? <laughs> Possibly clue you into the fact that this wasn't just an explosion, that there may be some interference that would have caused it to get all the way around the corner. I will allow it, but Scotty, you do need a roll here to, to do so to help. Okay, um, and this is... What do I add to this? Uh, straight up and down, so... That's a six. That's a failure. Marking experience. So, Scotty, please, uh, in that... Mm, Scotty, mark experience for that one. For your failed roll. I, I did. I, I, I assume what Ash hears is... How did it get <laughs> I just yeah. puke in the toilet. Yeah. Alright, so I get one, but you you get to do a bad thing. Okay, uh, so who does this belong to? What actually happened here? Where did they go? Is there something I missed? Well, I feel like what actually happened here is a pointless question when you get to mess with stuff, so... Let's go with, is there something I missed? Because as the detective says it... It seems pretty straightforward at the moment uh, that there's not a lot of things to go on. It's just big boom, human chunks. So what's what's something that might have been missed? And I guess for people, the, the things that Charles as the director can mess with is the evidence can be tampered with. Someone can interrupt my research and the evidence can is, isn't what it seems. But so what's what's something that might have been missed? So the thing that the police officers didn't see, because their focus has been on the exploded body, right? They have not really noticed that they're, the, the people who lived in this apartment seem to be kind of like tinkerers with equipment. There's like, like an old CV radio that has been kind of dismembered, and there is some packs of Epsom salts throughout the apartment. Nothing that would lead to, like, an explosion, perhaps, but just, like, things that just seem out of place altogether. Like, a receipt for one of those old people baths that you can close, uh, you can walk into baths that can be closed mm -hmm. altogether and fill up the water, even though the door can open and close. Something along those the lines there, too, to kind of Weird purchases. Hmm. I have a toy for this. Okay, do you want to do a thing first before I take my move against you? Or do you want me to take my move against you now and then you do your thing? Well. Hmm. Take your move. Well, oh, because your move against me. What, what are you going to do? Apartment? Let's talk about that first. Okay. Well, because it's the. Hmm, or wait. I'm well, taking my move. You're taking too much time. Okay, uh, fine, fine, fine. Take your move. And the move I'm taking is uh, someone interrupts your research. So as you're, like, walking around and noticing these, like, this strange, strange things that have been not necessarily, like, too weird, but just, like, just weird enough that it catches your eye, a woman in this, like, really fitted suit walks into the space and pulls up a badge to like the the agents out front you can hear this right off the bat says agent winners with the fbi yeah i'm oh, here to check out what's it. going on here perfect and she she walks into the space and looks at detective sanders and says hi i'm agent winners with the fbi can i help you uh with anything here is uh, what's what's going on with the situation and as 
Agent Sanders is oh, kind no, of... Oh, we're, we're, we're no, doing, we're doing great. You're not needed here. With this situation is being taken care of, you can take the day off and go home. Maybe go, go relax. Take a me day. Take a good self-care day. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got this. As I put a hand on Delaney's shoulder and I'm still bent over retching. Please don't touch me. Uh, is this fucking federal, federal fucking bitch investigators. That's what FBI stands for. Good, good attempted burn. Do you, do you want a wet, do you want a wet nap, bud? I'm good. <laughs> CIA has got it, and I hold up my CIA <laughs> Agent Winters just looks and just kind of quietly kind of assesses the situation as you two are kind of like saying all of the shit. And Detective Sanders looks at Agent Winters and says, "Oh, Agent Winters, uh, nice to see you again. This is, this is, uh, fuck, I forgot your guys' names. I need to look this up really quick again. Uh, this is uh, Moxie Folder <laughs> with the CIA uh, and the the individual who is throwing up in the bathroom. That's Skane Adully, also of the the CIA. Um, they are they are here checking out this this crime too. They beat you here. So we were just that, talking that means about we the... get dibs. We got dibs, baby." I don't know why I'm drunk. I'm just Yeah, sick. I don't know why throwing up makes you <laughs> drunk. Agent Winters looks at you both and says, That's not how this works. What are your names again and who do you work for? Agent Moxie Fulder and Agent Skana Dully with the CIA. Roll for fast talk. That's a seven plus two would be nine. Mm. That's a mixed success. That is a mixed success for a fast talk. And for fast talk, uh, the player gets to choose one option. The NPC sees through the ruse and cannot be lied to again. The NPC mm. makes a deal, or the NPC reveals the lie to someone else. Mm. Let's make a deal. <laughs> Let's make a deal. <laughs> I'm going to make that deal a little bit later down the road because I don't, uh, there's not going to be like a, I need $5 to, to <laughs> say that you said this correct. This crisp Lincoln says this is our case. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I have a question, Charles, and this may make me need to retcon what I did earlier. Does Agent Winters recognize me from the old FBI CIA like baseball games or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, the, or... the, the, the interdepartmental softball league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's four teams that play. It's a it's a four person it's a four team game. So there's two there's three games altogether, right? It's yeah. the the DOT, it is the uh, CIA, the FBI, and then the congressman so like a bunch of like 80 year old <laughs> white dudes yeah this, the supreme court they're the umpires <laughs> our bat is the declaration of independence uh, <laughs> no i don't think she is the type how, of person how often who with the fbi and cia even work together i don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how this shit works well, i don't think that it's necessary right now i know that there is like a, a few complications there so she she looks at you and kind of like twists her head a little bit and says well yeah everything seems to be fine here so uh what have you folks uh, figured out as of right now that a, a person appears to by all appearances to have exploded and well, between between you and me, between us, us experts here, I think they might have been attempting to tap into frequencies beyond our mortal ken, and I think this may have led to what, well, well, what made them go pop, to put it succinctly. And if I may give actual clues to what actually uh, actually happened, someone has already interfered with this crime. And, oh, God, because if you will look down that hallway, I won't follow, but you can go look in that hallway. Body parts have gone far beyond that of what would have normally happened, meaning that if this was an explosion, which is 
absolutely buck wild insane, but if it was, his body would definitely have not made it onto that beautiful black and white photography. <laughs> yes, that's the supernatural interference, Agent uh, Dully. <sighs> Which, you, if you ever listened, notice the, the CB radio that's in pieces over there. And certain items like the the tub, I think they were trying to magnify certain radio frequencies to get in contact with something. I, I have certain tools for this. Look, I, I just need a little extra time here at the scene with uh, my partner and I. If you could just if you could just just scoot for a little while, just scoot. Let us use our, our CIA tools. We just need to be left alone. Let us work. I'm. I don't know how y'all do it at the CIA. Um, no, you don't, because no. because that's you know we're very secretive about our CIA stuff. You know, running running black ops, toppling governments, um, all the other horrible secret things the CIA does. Cool investigators associated. That's what our name stands for, and you're just the Federal Bureau of Investigators. Get it, cause like mm. dick. You're you're o for two. Female body inspectors. <laughs> do you want to go lie down? With that, do you need to lie down? I. How about this? You investigate the part of the crime scene that actively makes me wretch, and I'll take Colonel Sanders out here for a talk. Okay, that we can we can do that. I don't, I don't think they have any other useful information, but you go do that, bud. All right, I walk outside and just breathe in the freshest breath of hair I've ever taken in my entire life. So Agent Winter says, um, um, Agent, Agent uh, Folder, if you wouldn't mind, I've got a couple questions for you real, real fast. Um, and there's like a, a balcony outside of the room and Agent Folder kind of like beckons you to follow to, to ask you a few more questions as as this is happening. We're burning daylight, Agent Winter, so make it snappy. So, real quick question, Folder. What do you do, what do you find yourself doing on Friday nights? Uh, I, I'm fond of a little bit of Friday night karaoke. Interesting. I don't uh, really see how this is uh, pertinent. Because it seems like you watch a lot of X-Files. Uh, I don't own a television. Mm. Rots your brain. Also, allows the government to potentially tap into your home. Not that you would know anything about that at the FBI now, would you? <laughs> it's a little bit of humor there between colleagues. All right. Let's cut the ruse. Moxie folder. You're Agent Delaney, right? From the DOT, right? Like that's because I I know all about you. We all know a lot about about you. Okay. <laughs> all right. You 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 got me. I yep. No, I do. I do the the name thing is is it's it's a gag. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of ragging on the the local police force and my my uh, still fairly green partner down there because it it annoys the heck out of him. It's very funny. Um, I you have me at a, a bit of a, a disadvantage. So I would like to make you a deal. You, you and I both know that you have no jurisdiction here. The DOT has no jurisdiction here, right? We, we both understand that. But all, all I want to know, I'll let you stick around, do your weird thing. A, you don't lie to me again. B, you uh, let me know what you're doing over there at the, the DOT, what they've got cooped up and why they're sending people like you out to crimes like this. It's just, it's interesting.
The Weird is created, produced, and written by Charles Joseph Kelly. This chapter's introduction was written by Megan Danger. Ash Delaney is played by Megan Danger. Hal Bishop is played by Scotty Moore. Cheyenne Midday is played by Nancy Dreckman. The narrator is played by Lee Shackelford. Everyone else is played by Charles Kelly. Thanks for joining the Weird, y'all. This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.